The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school basketball. On the post, Coster banging off the defender. Jump pass in the corner to Roseberry. Out to Koski. Back into Coster. Open to the lane. Six-footer won't roll. Rebound. Coster fights for it. Grabs it. Finds the trailer. Techmeyer lays it in. Tonight, the Kearney Bearcats hit the road as they travel to Omaha to battle the Burt Bulldogs. High School Basketball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Rebound tipped around, comes all the way out of the wing, and Snyder is able to grab it. She'll drive in the lane. The leader is good. It's the second straight Saturday in Omaha for the Bearcats after splitting with Millard West last weekend. It's the Bearcats and Bulldogs coming up next, but for the new Tech Seed pregame show, we'll take you live to Omaha with ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your field. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. Everyone and welcome to Omaha Burke High School for Carney High Boys Girls Doubleheader here on ESPN 1460. Randy Bushcutter here with you. Glad you could join us here from Omaha as we anticipate a pretty good matchup here between the Bearcats and Burke and both the boys and the girls side. Carney High's boys last year, last week under Drake Veronic, obviously garnered a lot of attention, but it's been a fairly good start here for the uh, Carney High girls as well. They're one and one on the season. They lost to Millard West, who's three and zero, oh, and one of the better teams in the state. And now they'll be taking on a Burke team, also one and two, only one win on the year. But uh, Burke, a pretty good basketball team according to head coach Jason Boyd. Let's give you our starting lineups. Here is where we're screening to you from Burke High School. The uh, lineup here for the uh, Bulldogs, as we mentioned, they're one and two on the year. Their starters are Maddie McPhillips, a 5'7 senior. Sydney Benson is a 5'10 junior. She'll start with Ashley Hickman, 5'10, just a sophomore. Jada Warner is a 5'7 junior. And Allie Haith is a 6'1 sophomore for head coach Tyler Psyche. And for the uh, Carney High Bearcats, their starters for Jason Boyd will be Mariah Rost, a 5'9 junior. Kelsey Clark, 5'6 and a junior. Lawrence Spiker is a 5'9 senior. Skylar Snyder will be playing at Seton Hall next year. She's a 5'10 senior. And Laura Strubing, a 5'8 uh, junior, starting for head coach Jason Boyd. That is your starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. So the Bulldogs and the Bearcats. Burke, of course, in their home white uniforms of the old gold uh, numbers and uh, the black letters and trim. Carney High will be in their road blue uniforms, the black letters, black numbers, a little bit of white outline there on them as well. Abbreviated because of the Army-Navy game with our New Tech Seed pregame show, and we'll wrap it up. This has been the New Tech Seed pregame show. Your yield leader, contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We're just about set and ready to go. Can't ask for a better position to sit right at the end of the scorer's table here. Have a great vantage point unless uh, Coach Boyd is very upset at something that happens to our right, and then he'll be all the way to that end of the coach's box. But we're all set and ready to go. And doing the jumping here, of course, for Carney High will be Snyder, and she'll tip it in the backcourt. And uh, Clark has possession of the basketball to get the game started here. 
So Clark will kick it off left side. Burke's going man-to-man. They get it off to Rost on that left side. Driving in on the left wing is going to be Snyder. Shot's no good, but an offensive rebound. Bucket up and good for Lauren Spiker. So Spiker makes the putback after the uh, early miss. And the first bucket of the ball game belongs to Carney High. In transition, a three-pointer here for Burke. That's going to be no good. Rebound taken out by Spiker. Spiker kicks it up ahead. And a nice pass through traffic. And Strubing with an early bucket. Nice pass to Strubing in transition. And a quick 4-0 start to the ball game here for the Bearcats. With the basketball is going to be Warner. Warner's going to hand it off top of the circle here for Hickman. Hickman gives it back out to Warner. And again, they're just going to weave, giving it now to Benson. Benson's going to drive. And they're going to collect the charge down low. I think that was... Yeah, that was Rost who stepped in there and got the charge call. Nice job there defensively. So a great start to the ball game on both ends of the court here for Carney High as they collect that charge. So the Bearcats with a 4-0 lead here in the early stages. And they'll pull up for a quick little jumper on that left side. It's a little bit short for Snyder. So Snyder missed the deuce and the rebound being taken out of there by Warner. Glad you could join us here as we are joined live. We were streaming just a little bit ago. The shot missed by Burke. And then the loose ball. Carney High has turned the ball over. But they'll have to slow things down. The kick right wing. And Hickman. Hickman's going to hit the three. For Navy. They were looking for Tyler Campbell, who had that 29-yard touchdown earlier. So Thomason gets his second pick. It's been interceptions by Thomason and Barber. A fumble recovery by Colburn late in this game. The Navy's offense dangerously set up at its own three. Reynolds under center. Ezel, the fullback. They put it on the ground, running left side. The push yields little, only about a half a yard there for Reynolds. So you, you do let the clock run here. You have one timeout. You don't use this timeout until you stop them on third down. Second and nine from the four. 143 and rolling. 21-17 Navy. You really would like to knock them back here because you're thinking third down. You're thinking that punter with his heels on the back of the end line that you have a chance to come up with a punt block or go for a big return. Ezel the fullback. Reynolds allowing time to slowly fade. Four on the play clock. He's under center. He takes the snap. He keeps running right behind Ezel, and he gets licked right around the five. Chris Carnegie was in there It's part of a double team Annihilation of Reynolds. Okay, gets a so, yard. so Navy uses their timeout. You've got 108 on the Army uses their timeout. Right? You've got 108 on the clock. The next play now will take you down to 30 seconds for the fourth down. So it'll be third down and seven with the ball spotted at the six. And Navy, how aggressive do you allow yourself to be no, on third and you, seven? You, you do not. You're not aggressive at all. You have another quarterback run here. You don't risk any exchange at all. You don't risk the fullback dive. You don't risk the pitch. Keenan Reynolds takes the snap. He backs up a little bit, and, and he runs to try and get this ball out to the seven or eight-yard line, and then you punt it away. And you definitively punt. You wouldn't. I don't take the safety. Because you take the safety, now you have a two-point game, and you allow them a chance to run it back and get in field goal range. That's on page four of the coaching manual. Are there more pictures? Yeah, there are pictures like in the middle again. So it shows coaches throwing their hat. Steve Curry's in there throwing his visor. I hope shirt on. 
Third and seven from the six. <laughs> 108 to go in the fourth. Reynolds keeps running left behind fullback. And he's into a pile of Army defenders that engulf him at the nine. John Voigt was there, gain of three. It's fourth down at about four, 57 seconds. So th this takes it with the play clock at 33. They're in unison. The punt would have to go off at, at 20. Navy will call a timeout with 21 seconds to play in the game. So Navy has the game's only remaining timeout. 41 seconds and rolling. It's 21-17 Navy. And this is still a pretty full house. Most folks standing. Avidly watching. Navy with hands on its hips. In a misaligned huddle. Just watching clock as Reynolds makes eye contact with his sideline. Army in white tops, black pants, black helmets, black numerals. Navy does call timeout with its blue tops pants and the hand-painted, largely sky-blue helmets with a gold stripe down the heart. Now, a couple things for Army here to do. You want two punt returners back. You don't want to allow the ball to hit the ground. You want to fair catch it because the ball hits the ground, it rolls, more time bleeds off the clock. You have a chance right now with, with a 40-yard punt to get the ball at about midfield. You were talking about one throw after that and out of bounds or spike the clock and then a field goal attempt. Keep in mind that should have come up to a spike situation. The issues they've had on center quarterback exchange <laughs> could be a really big deal. So Army's punt unit is out. Remember, it was blocked punt last year. Army got against Navy that made for the game's first score. It was the only block that Navy suffered on the season. Now, Poe is your only returner back. Most of the punts have been to Poe's left with the punter driving it to his right. He stands in center field between the hashes of the Navy 43. Barta stands at the end of Army in the end zone left. Army showing big pressure on punt block. The snap clean. Barta bobbles. He gets the kick off cleanly, and it has great leg. Poe retreating. An outfielder fashion collects at the 41, and he turns it upfield, and he's hit down right around the 41, trying to stretch to his right. Navy on special teams on the spot as Joshua Walker, the slot back on specials, makes the tackle. 11 seconds left here, James. 21-17 Navy. Army to begin a drive at its own officially 42-yard line. You, you, you've got two snaps. Now, you have to decide if you can get a ball out of bounds. So Navy really should be trying to guard the out of bounds for a 15 to 20 yard throw because if you can complete that, then your last play can be a Hail Mary into the end zone. Three down linemen for Navy. As they send a prevent team out, many DBs incredibly deep. Three safeties all the way back at the Navy 15. But here on the left side, you have three wide receivers two defenders if you can get the ball to one of those receivers and get him out of bounds inside the 50-yard line you've got a chance on the next down luke langdon is in at quarterback out of the shotgun he passes off the hands of poe at the navy 35 and nearly intercepted after it deflected off his hands langdon the freshman quarterback out of irvine california with his first pass attempt his first play of his army career now i, I won't refer to it as as the Cal play because we always talk about the laterals and all that that the University of California had against Stanford when they illegally got a touchdown years ago to ruin John Elway's career but you've got to have a play here where you complete it and then you have a series of laterals 
Kelvin White, tight end, is a quarterback. He came to Army as a quarterback. Shotgun, he fades. Pressure on both sides. He's hit. He spins around and keeps his feet. Near left side, he launches a throw from the 40. He's looking to the end zone. They leap, and it's knocked away. Zeroes on the board. Navy wins. 21-17 on a Hail Mary deflection in the end zone. 14 consecutive Navy wins in the Army-Navy rivalry. Fireworks explode in the heavens. Army with a spirited, incredible effort. Multiple chances in the late stage of the game. Two quarterbacks inserted late. One who had not seen time all year. And Navy's defense, part of the story of the day, on the field for the majority of this contest. Fittingly, the final play is a Navy defensive stop, I think emblematic of this back-and-forth tussle of brilliant 116th Army-Navy game. And in celebration, the Navy... Cheers, we are joined live. We were streaming just a little bit ago. The shot missed by Burke. And then the loose ball. Carney High has turned the ball over. But they'll have to slow things down. The kick right wing. And Hickman, Hickman's going to hit the three. So Ashley Hickman hits the three. Glad you could join us here on ESPN 1460. And we'll set the starters for you when we get a moment as we'll have a very abbreviated New Tech Seed pregame show because of the Army-Navy game running a little bit long. A left side off of the screen. Ross is going to drain a three-pointer for Carney High. And the Lady Bearcats have a 7-3 to lead here in the early stages of the game. Dribbling is going to be Warner. Warner working against a little pressure by Clark. And off the screen, they'll give it back out here for McPhillips. McPhillips kicks it through the lane out to Warner. She'll give it off left side. Three-pointer going to be no good here for Burke. And rebound going to be taken out by Carney High. Snagging the bound is going to be Rost. Ross gives it right side for Snyder. Snyder's going to drive. Weave off glass. It's bouncing around and good. Great drive there. And now the and one opportunity here for Carney High's Skyler Snyder. And she made a nice weave through traffic and was able to take it off the glass. And it rolled around the rim. And it is 9-3, Carney High. And the free throw, though, is uh, no good. So they missed the uh, and one. And very quickly, Burke will bring in the offensive end. Around the perimeter, they go with it. It's going to be uh, Warner. And she'll kind of cross over a little bit, kick it out here top of the circle. Now on the left side. With the ball, there's going to be Warner. Warner gets a little screen, dribbles just inside the three-point arc, puts up the long shot, no good. And rebound going to be taken out by Snyder. So Snyder in transition is going to drive all the way in, kind of flip it with that left hand underneath. It's no good. Burke pulls down the rebound, and they'll come in transition and kick it top of the circle, slowing it down a little bit. And with the ball is going to be Warner. Warner off of a screen, takes it left side, actually had two screens, ran into Strubing, puts up a tough shot, gets her own rebound. Warner trying to put up a second shot, and this time she's going to be fouled, and she'll go line and have a couple of shots. The foul is going to be on Skylar Snyder. That'll be her first. Her first foul, and just the first foul of the ball game against Carney High here, as Burke can't hit the front end of two shots. And Warner will have one more opportunity here to cut into a 9-3 deficit. 4.57 to go. And for Carney High, their starters were Rost, Clark, Spiker, Snyder, and Struming. Your starting lineup brought to you by Five Points Bank. The better bank 
Ian Carney, member FDIC, and the second free throw was good. So Carney High brings in the offensive end. Snyder has her shot blocked and picked up by Burke. So she tried the long two, no good. And the loose ball is picked up by Burke. And they'll slow it down just a little bit, bringing it in the offensive end. The kick now here on the uh, left side for Sidney Benson. And they're just working around the perimeter right now. Benson gave it away, gets it back on the left side, throws it in the corner here for Hickman, and Hickman's pass is going to be knocked down by Snyder, and it ends on the sideline right in front of the Carney High bench and head coach Jason Boyd. And we've got a little pause here for Snyder to retie her shoe. It became untied. Running so hard, she's running out of her sneakers. Hickman gets the inbounds, kicks it back around the Benson, top of the circle, that's McPhillips with it. McPhillips gave it away, gets it back, top of the circle, and now Carney High's uh, Lauren Spike will put a little pressure on the ball, so they'll kick in the corner right wing. Three-pointer going to be no good for Burke, and rebounded by Carney High, and after snagging the bound, Rost is going to be fouled. So Rost pulls down the uh, rebound after the uh, missed three-pointer, and they were going to have a little reach here. That's going to be the fourth foul of the game against uh, Burke as a team and the first uh, personal foul for Allie Haith. So Haith called for her first, and midway through quarter number one, a great start to the game here for Carney High. They lead it now 9-4. to four. So in the offensive end is going to be Clark. She'll get it off here right side for Snyder. Back around the perimeter we go. Strubing has it. Strubing, nice pass down low. Shot with that left hand. Good for Snyder. Snyder caught and shot pretty much all in one motion. It was able to take it off the glass with that offhand. Showing some Division I skills. As we mentioned, she'll be playing next year at Seton Hall in the Big East. With the bounce is uh, going to be Warner. Warner gets the top of the circle here for Hickman. And they're going to slow it down a little bit is Burke. They trail it 11 to 4, three and a half to go here, quarter number one. Hickman gives it back out here for Warner. Over for Benson. Now top of the circle. Warner has it again. Carney High doing a little zone, and they throw it over top of the zone, and there's no one from Burke there. So the Bulldogs turn the basketball over. Again, Burke comes in with a record of 1-2. and two. Carney High 1-1 one and one on the season, just the second weekend of the year. Had the nice win at home against uh, Omaha Marion to start the season. Kick left wing with the basketball is Rost. Rost, nice backdoor cut. Nice pass down in low. Spiker missed a shot. Gets her own rebound. Puts up another shot. No good. Spiker fighting for the rebound again. Can't come up with it, and she's going to... Is there a foul there? No, they're going to say Snyder was on the baseline and touched the ball, so the ball is actually out of bounds off of her, even though Burke had their hands on the ball. So Carney High had a couple of opportunities there and couldn't get the shot to fall. And score remains 11-4. to Inside of three minutes to go here, quarter number one. Glad you could join us for coverage of high school basketball. Here on ESPN 1460, of course, we'll have the boys game coming up for you in a little bit. And we'll be talking with Drake Veronic at halftime of the uh, girls game. Quick three-pointer. That's not a great look there for Burke. And it's well short for Benson and ends up going out of bounds. Hit the iron, but actually just skimmed it just enough, and it went out of bounds. So it'll be a team rebound here for Carney High. And we'll see if they can add on to an 11-4 lead. Pass in the lane, losing it momentarily, then tracking it down. Driving is going to be Snyder, and Snyder is hit on the arm as she tried to go up. So she's going to step to the line. 
And she's done a great job being aggressive, and they have fed her the basketball very effectively. A hold is uh, going to be called here on Hickman, so Snyder will go line and shoot a couple. Snyder with four points in the game, now make it five as she makes the first two free throws. Eight-point lead for Carney High at 12-4, and the second free throw hits nothing but the bottom of the well. Cats with a nine-point lead on the road here at Omaha Burke. And Burke brings in the offensive end with no problem. They get it out here for Benson. Benson gave it away. She's just playing a little catch right now with Hickman. Now they'll throw it on the right side, back on the baseline to the wing, top of the circle for Warner. They're moving it very quickly. Benson nearly had that bounce pass stolen away, but she kicks it out now for Warner. And they'll get it on the left side here for Justice Alioth, who checked in at the last stoppage. And now directing traffic and calling it out here is going to be Warner. Surprised they haven't done that weave play where they just kind of hand the basketball off and set the screen all in one motion. They had some success with that earlier. Left wing, Benson's going to fire a three, no good. Offensive rebound, leaning up is going to be Warner. Warner's shot is uh, no good, and the rebound is going to be taken out by Carney High. Dribbling out through traffic and being fouled is going to be Kelsey Clark. And Clark, whose mother is a proud Burke alum, sitting just to my left. Skyler Snyder going to toss the ball in here right in front of us. Minute 43 to go here, quarter number one. And the Bearcats lead it 13-4. to four. Pass on the right side for Snyder. They're extending this man-to-man as they really come out on Snyder. And they'll get the basketball out here for Fritzen. Fritzen checked in a little bit ago, as did Avery Wood. Wood had the basketball momentarily, and she'll give it back out here for Clark. Clark working against a little pressure by Warner. Five-second count going on. Picks up her dribble, so they'll reset the clock. And her pass intended on that sideline for Fritzen is knocked out of bounds, so Carney High will maintain the possession and inbound it on that sideline. So Carney High, five-second counts going on, and they get it in in time to Avery Wood, and Wood gets it out to Rost. Rost gets a high screen, but takes it to the top of the circle and is going to be shut off there by McPhillips. And now Burke really putting pressure on. They get it to Snyder. Snyder makes one defender miss. A little pass to that right side. Now a little runner on that right wing by Clark. And Clark with a nice floater hits the bucket. And Kelsey Clark hits the shot. That's her first bucket of the ball game. We're in the final minute of quarter number one. Carney High up 15-4. to four. Skip pass over the top of that zone. A three-pointer here for McPhillips. McPhillips missed the three, and coming up the rebound is going to be Carney High. Good work there by Ross to pull down the rebound, and a long pass up ahead, tipped around, and losing her footing and taking a little extra step with it is going to be Fritzen. So Carney High is going to turn the ball over. But that was a forced error and a great opportunity for them to get that fast break opportunity going. Sometimes when you turn it over, you're not very happy because you've wasted the possession. That one had a lot of reward at the end of it. They could have gone and not turned that ball over. So sometimes that fast break works. Sometimes it doesn't. And right now, Burke is going to do the opposite of fast breaking. They are standing at uh, the center jump circle and milking off at least a little bit of the final 23 seconds of quarter number one. Carney High leads it 15-4. to four. Now there's 19 seconds left. They're starting to get things going here. On the dribble is going to be Warner. Warner gets it on that right side. Now they're just going to hand it off to Benson. Benson 
Back to Warner, back to Benson. Benson's going to drive, kick on the baseline. They get out for Alioth. She'll kick it out here for McPhillips, who will fire a three. Long ball is being rebounded. Last touch by Burke with .4 to go. So it goes out of bounds after the missed three. And Carney High is going to inbound it, and that's about all they're probably going to get done. They catch it, and they can't get the shot off. And uh, smiling, because uh, Spiker got it, was about 75 feet away, and said, yeah, I can throw it, but I don't think I can throw it that far. So one quarter is in the books, and Carney High has a 15-4 to lead as we head to the second quarter right after this timeout. Your business running smoothly. Call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Why cut corners when it comes to your house? Because after all, a house is your home. Updates can help increase its value. That's why you need to see TNT Contracting of Extel. TNT can build, remodel, update, or whatever you need, increase the value and appearance of your home or business. On time, on budget. It's what they do. So call Todd and Tim today at TNT Contracting. Check out their Facebook page for contact information and more. They are what you might say, dynamite at what they do. And welcome back here to Omaha Burke High School. Again, Carney High heads to the second quarter of the girls' game, leading at 15-4 to over Burke. And as always, we want to say thanks to New Tech Seed, our pregame, uh, our pre-show sponsor. And your yield leader, contact Terry Jason Starker, a New Tech Seed dealer near you. Burke will have possession of the basketball. They're going with their starters and McPhillips. Benson, Hickman, Warner, and Haith here to start the second quarter. They'll bounce pass it on the right wing here for Warner. Warner directing traffic. Again, they just have not really got things uh, going offensively. McPhillips has it, throws it in the lane. It goes through the hands of her, and picking up the loose ball is going to be Avery Wood here for Carney High. Wood's going to drive all the way in. Shot no good. Gets her own rebound. Nice job there by Wood, and then Wood has it stolen away from her. So... Burke uh, comes up with the basketball off of the Carney High turnover and a quick little runner, and Burke has turned the ball over down low as it's picked up by Spiker. So Burke with the turnover. And now Carney High with that 15-4 lead will throw it through the legs of Snyder. So Cats turn it over. Burke has numbers. Dribbling through traffic is going to be McPhillip, and McPhillip is hit. Maybe a little continuation there, but in any event, she's going to go line and shoot a couple. And the foul is going to go on Lauren Spiker. That'll be her first. So Carney High right now is in pretty good shape if they can find a way to kind of throw that knockout punch. Way early to be talking about that, but they want to kind of keep building on this momentum and turning the ball over is not going to get that done. McPhillips hits the free throw. She makes the first of two. And now make it a 10-point ball game. 15-5, to just under seven minutes to go here before halftime. Second free throw is up and good, so she makes both of them. So Carney High trying to add to this lead. They'll give it off on the left side for Rost. Rost on the dribble, working against McPhillips, and McPhillips is going to reach. That'll be a foul on her. And that's uh, the sixth foul of the first half here against the Bulldogs. 
That'll be her second foul. So Cats inbounded. They get it to Rost. Rost is going to dribble through the lane, put up a little floater in front of the rim, roll around and good. Nice little runner there by Mariah Rost. And it's a 17-6 lead here for Carney High. So Burke has no problem as Carney High drops back on defense, bringing it in the offensive zone. Warner is going to fire a three on that right wing. It's going to be no good. And rebound taken out by Snyder. Snyder on the dribble, gets it up ahead for Strubing. Strubing throws it through the lane. Spiker can't come up with it. Goes out of bounds. I think it was last touched by Burke over there in the corner, and it was. So Carney High will maintain the possession here. They'll inbound it on the baseline, but in the corner. So not a great scoring opportunity here for uh, Carney High on this inbounds. But they'll toss it in. Spiker's going to fire a three and hit it. Lauren Spiker just throwing the ball a little bit behind the three-point arc. She caught, took one step up, was squared up to the basket, and drains the three-pointer. And Spiker now has five in the game. So around the perimeter we go. Another long three-pointer here for Burke. Another miss. In and out. No good. Strubing pulls down the rebound. Outlets it. Running here is going to be Ross. Ross with the shot. No good. And the uh, outlet pass is going to be intercepted by Strubing. So Burke turns it over. Strubing will help get it out right side for Snyder. And Snyder will drain a three. Skyler Snyder has nine in the game and a timeout for Burke. This timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Take time out to find out what Nebraska Land National Bank can do for you. Local people, local decisions, local ownership. Nebraska Land National Bank member, FDIC. 5.37 to go here, second quarter. Cats in control early on, 23-6. We're back after this. Buzz's Marine has been creating family memories since 1956, and this year was one for the record books. We had a great season, and you reaped the benefits. We have more premium used boats than ever before, detailed and indoors. Financing is available, so stop in now. Get the perfect boat that is right for your family. Don't miss out. Get here before our 36th annual used boat show in January. View our used inventory online at buzzesmarine.com or stop by to browse through our 60,000 square feet of indoor showrooms. Buzz's Marine, South Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Carney High in control here in the early stages, 23-6. to They've shot the ball very well. In fact, they've got players that have more points than Burke does as a team. Skyler Snyder leading the way right now with nine, five points from Mariah Rost, and, 14, uh, and five from number 14, Lauren Spiker. And again, uh, Carney High. A little shorthanded, literally and figuratively, because uh, 5'11", Taylor Moran, not playing tonight because of an injured knee. Doesn't appear to be serious, but they are going to be better safe than sorry. So she's out of the uh, ball game at the uh, moment. And our injury report brought to you by Family Physical Therapy. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center getting you back in the game of life with two locations in Kearney. And Burke works the ball around the perimeter, and uh, Justice Alioth drains the three-pointer. And uh, Carney answers right back. Lauren Spiker, she drains a three-pointer right back in their face. So, again, a nice job here by Carney High as they are shooting the ball very well. And here, driving through the lane, there's going to be a little reach that's going to be called on uh, Kelsey Clark, and that'll be her first foul of the ball game. Only the third as a team against Carney High. So we swapped three-pointers moments ago, and we'll see what Burke can do here in their half-court set. They're going to lob the ball into the lane, and the ball's going to be knocked around as Mariah Ekish is uh, in the game. 
And Ekish, 6-5. And a very strong presence there, but you can kind of tell just kind of a work in progress. Quick jumper by Burke, missed. Rebounded by Snyder. Snyder helps work it around. Three-pointer here for Carney High. Going to be missed, and the long rebound taken out by Strubing. Strubing brought her lunch pail on that one because she had to work hard to get that rebound. She actually was able to knock it away from Eckish. With it is Clark. Clark with the dribble right side. They double-team her. Get out for Snyder. She's open for three. That's a bad idea. She drains the three and another timeout being taken here by Burke. Now 421 to go here in the second quarter. A 30-second timeout brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. Carney High 29, Burke 9. We're back right after this. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. And welcome back to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth. Uh, again, without uh, Taylor Moran, Carney High a little short, so Burke right now trying to answer back by bringing out Mariah Eckish, a 6'5 sophomore. And she'll set a high screen. Dribbling off of it is going to be Warner. Carney High leads it 29-9. Not a great pass there by Manning McPhillips, but great hustle there by Alioth to come up with it. Alioth now will work the ball in, back out around to Haith. Top of the circle with it is McPhillips. Back left side, Alioth. She's going to fire the three. That's going to be no good. And the rebound goes out of bounds. And they're going to actually call a push here on Spiker trying to get the rebound. So for Spiker, that's going to be her second foul. Only four fouls against Carney High as a team. So Spiker will come out with those two fouls against her as we are now midway through the second quarter. 29-9, Cats with lead. Burke with the basketball. They're working around the perimeter. Haith gave it away. Gives it off here to McPhillips. She's going to fire the three-pointer. That's going to be no good. Snyder is able to pull down the rebound. And then the kick in the corner over there for Rost. Rost, she's going to fire the three. That's going to be no good. Rebound up ahead here for Burke. On the run with it is going to be McPhillips. McPhillips throws it down low. A little reverse layup. No good. Rebound is going to be picked up by Burke. And they're going to fire the three and hit the three. So a nice job stroking the ball in by uh, Burke in transition, and that's Haith who drains the three-pointer. So you might hear Coach Boyd saying work the ball to Snyder. I think they're trying to find some way to get Skyler Snyder the ball, but they're working around the perimeter on the other side. And uh, with it was Avery Wood. They skip it back to Wood as she gave it away. Now off of a screen coming up at Snyder. She'll take it off glass. Hangs on the rim. No good. Strubing with another rebound. And then kicking it out to Clark who drains the three. Kelsey Clark, five in the game. And Carney High pushes that lead back out to 20. 32 to 12. Dribbling and dragging the foot, but she was still dribbling. Was Maddie McPhillips, so no walk there. And she'll kick now left side for Benson. Benson gives it back out to McPhillips. McPhillips, a jump stop. That's a tough shot. No good. Strubing with another rebound. She pulls down the defensive rebound after the Burke miss. And in transition, will give it to Rost on that left corner. Rost, a little spin move. Has her shot blocked and uh, altered down low by Eckish. But then the loose ball is picked up by Skyler Snyder, who will dribble through and score. So Snyder with the uh, 
Loose ball, picked up, drove through the lane, and was able to dribble around the 6-5 Eckish. Pass on the baseline to Haith. Haith is going to drive the baseline. Shot no good over the top of Strubing, and the long rebound is going to be taken out by Burke. They work the ball out, and they get it inside for Benson, and she'll score. Nice little pass inside for Sidney Benson, who came up with the ball, and cuts the lead back down to 20. 34-14, a minute 43 to go. And Ross Tassett playing a little catch with Clark. Burke going zone here, 1-3-1, and that skip pass is going to be intercepted. Carney High turns the ball over. A three-on-one opportunity, and collecting the charge defensively for Carney High is going to be Kelsey Clark. Clark doing that absolutely perfect. That was a thing of beauty. Stepped in front of Benson. Benson called for the charge. Nice job of not giving up any ground at the last moment. And she collects the charge and stops a three-on-one opportunity for Omaha Burke. So Carney High up 34-16, to 16, minute 26 to go here before halftime. Kick on the uh, right side here for Avery Wood to Snyder, top of the circle, over for Rost. On the baseline, they now throw it back out for Snyder. 15-foot jumper is going to be no good. And the rebound going to be taken out by Burke. Across the timeline, after snagging the rebound, is going to be Warner. Warner's going to slow things down here with the clock saying one minute left to go before halftime. They get it right side for Hickman. Hickman, left side for Benson. They're just passing from basically the free throw line extended, top of the circle, and that's about it. Now penetration here by Hickman. She's going to back out behind the arc again. And Warner's pass can't get the pass to Warner because it was knocked out of bounds. By Kelsey Clark. For the Cats, checking in is going to be Davy Maisner and Jessica Fritzen. 47.7 to go for Burke as they inbound it on the far sideline. That's going to be Hickman. Hickman slaps the ball, gets it out here for Warner. And Warner working against a little pressure here by Maisner. Warner gets it back out for Benson, back to Warner. In the corner, just inside the three-point arc is Haith. Haith will try the long two. That's going to be no good. And the offensive rebound is up and in. Nice job for the Bulldogs getting that offensive rebound. It was Haith who came up with it. And now Carney High with 19 seconds left. Might milk the clock a little bit here. Ross has it. And will play the catch with Maisner. Maisner with the dribble. Kicks it left outside here for Ross. Ross gets a nice little screen from Strubing. Gives it off right side. Penetration. Jump stop. They're open for the threes. They kick it out for Ross. Two seconds. Tough shot. It's going to be saved by Wood at the buzzer. But that's all Carney can get done in the first half. But it's a good half for the Bearcats. They'll head to locker room with a 34-18 to 18 lead over Omaha Burke. So they're in control by 16 as they head to the locker room. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. That's coming up right after this timeout. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. 
Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, getting you back in the game of life. With two locations in Kearney, the Ortho Clinic at the Kearney Clinic and the Rehab Clinic at the ENT Building. Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center, excellence in rehabilitation, a very proud supporter of the area athletes in and out of the game. Locations serving Kearney, Lexington, Minden, Ravenna, and Wood River, Family Physical Therapy and Sports Center. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options, and of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you, and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. Sure, you know Fanatics is a great place to watch the game and have great food. But Fanatics is also the perfect place for your holiday party. Their party room can be set up for an intimate gathering or a company Christmas party for up to 100. Order straight from the menu or Fanatics will customize a meal for you and your guests. Enjoy your privacy or join the fun with everybody else at Fanatics. Fanatics does birthday and graduation parties too. Holiday parties are more fun with Fanatics. Fanatics, a block north of the tracks, Central Avenue, Kearney. And welcome back here at Omaha Birth High School as Carney High very much in control here. 34 to 16 at admission. You're listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service. Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in the local yellow pages. You might be able to hear in the background the uh, drill team here for... The uh, Omaha Burke High School, and maybe they can drum up a little bit of offense for the uh, Lady Bulldogs because here at halftime, it's 34 to 16. This Carney High very much in control here in the early stages. And I don't know, Drake, did you have a, are, are you much of a gender, Drake, or not? I, I did it in junior high for a year or two and figured out I had no rhythm. Who did you stick in the basketball thing, huh? Yep, spread it out. That works pretty well. Well, it's, it's a little loud in here, so we're going to kind of work through this. But first of all, my friend, congratulations. You know what a great start to your career at Carnegie High. Thank you. And yeah, we're, we're off to a decent start, but we've got to understand it's only a start. Season's a long season, and, and we have a lot of things to prove throughout the entire year. And um, hopefully our guys play, play with some passion tonight and, and understand that it is only just a start. It, what's like the last movie you kind of look in and say to you, pleasantly surprised by? I, mean, I, I know you win in every game thinking you're going to win, because that's just how you're wired. But were there, were there two things that you guys did really well last night, last week? Well, I don't want to say surprised you, but you were overly pleased with. Uh, just, just the way that we shared the basketball. We moved it very good. Our box scores were about right where we wanted them. Um, guys were selfish, and I think that's one of the reasons why we were successful. You know, we flew around on defense a little bit too. Uh, it's, it's hard to get kids to understand that it's it's not my man versus uh, not me versus my man. It's our team versus their team, and and getting guys to be able to rotate and fly around and and do that thing is a tough concept to get. Um, and, and we did a decent job of it last week, and hopefully we continue that into today. And obviously, when that happens, sometimes you find yourself getting out of position rebounding. But you guys rebounded very well last week too that's going to be the thing all year if we can secure in in possessions um and then that allows us to get out and run um but like you said yeah i mean you're flying around there's not always going to be a man on a man you know so you got to be able to fly around and know backside rebounding priorities and all that good stuff so 
um, you know, it's going to be con a continuous theme throughout the entire year is just kind of picking up one or two things, getting good at it, and continue to keep those there and then find one or two things that we can improve on. So We're speaking with Drake Veronica, head boys basketball coach at uh, Carney High. The uh, Carney High girls lead in intermission here, 34-16 to 16 over Omaha Burke. All right, let's turn our attention here to, to Burke. What, uh, obviously, playing here, it's a little bit different environment than, than playing at home as you got things started last week against the last – well, I don't know. Miller is a, kind of an Omaha team as well, but you come out to, to Omaha this far, uh, a little bit different environment, obviously. What does what uh, Burke bring? Uh, they bring a different type of athlete than we've seen so far. Uh, you know, so they, they got some guys that are quick, fast, uh, can jump well. They got a 6'8 kid that's athletic and, and does both inside-outside game. And then they throw a shooter out there with them, and um, those are recipes for some, for some disaster at times. So uh, we didn't do a great job of containing the basketball the last two games, and and uh, if we don't get better at it today, uh, we could be in for a long day. So um, we got to make sure everything stays in front. Um, if they're going to pull up in front of us, we got to contest it. And uh, you know, if, if a team's shooting pull-up jumpers for throughout the entire game, uh, their odds aren't very good at winning. So we got to make sure the ball stays in front, mocks out, rebound, run. And obviously, with a six-eight player, you know you don't want them to get the ball down low. And a lot of times, you prevent that by by pressure on the ball. But like you say, they're athletic enough yeah. out top that uh, you yeah, kind of take your chances when you do that. Exactly. Yeah. So we gotta we gotta try to limit Todd on the on the on the block, and we'll throw some doubles at him and and rotate out of some things. But uh, you know, it's, they're a tough matchup. They're number four team in the, in the state for a reason. And uh, you know, so they get up and down a little bit, and um, we got to get cut in foul trouble. Last two games, the teams have had success against him. Um, you know, it's because he's been in foul trouble in the first, second quarter already. So uh, he likes to try to block shots. We got to get him up near, get underneath him, and and try to get him in foul trouble again tonight. Would you say that's the key to the game, or is there another element or two? There? Oh man, we got a lot of keys to the game, man. <laughs> There's a lot of working parts. So you know, we got to take care of it in their half court pressure. They they do some uh, some some trapping, some half court stuff. So. Um, and they're going to fly around. So if, if we're not making good decisions, we're not taking care of the basketball, um, we'll, we'll be in for a long night. But, you know, what a great opportunity for us to, uh, you know, come in here and, and really see if, if we've made a step in the right direction as far as competing every night and playing consistent basketball. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to hope we had a decent week of practice and guys are pretty engaged. So um, we're going to see where we're at. And, uh and hopefully, hopefully we're ready to compete. All right, Drake, go get him. We'll talk to you after Thanks the game. Thanks a lot. We'll see you. All right, Drake Ronick, head boys basketball coach here at uh, Kearney High. Burke girls right now trailing the Kearney High girls at intermission, 34-16. to 16. We'll take a quick break here on the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. We'll give you our halftime numbers right after this timeout. Athletes come in all shapes and sizes, and Kearney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine specializes in getting them all back in their game. From swinging a hammer to swinging a golf club, whether tackling daily tasks or tackling the running back, see Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic. If you're suffering from any injury that's putting you on the sidelines, make an appointment today and take comfort in our care. Carney Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. On our last episode of As the Wheel Turns, Carl was ending a long-term relationship. Carl, I've seen how you look at other vehicles. You just don't look as good as you used to. That's because you haven't taken me to the Dent Popper. A new spray-on bed liner or bed cover will get people to stare at me. A custom fit floor mats from WeatherTech will make me feel pretty on the inside. Avoid the drama with a trip to the Dent Popper. North of the railroad, First Avenue, on the bricks, downtown Connie. 
And welcome back here to Omaha Burke High School and the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Let's give you some of our halftime numbers for you as Carney High has the lead, 34-16 to 16 at intermission for the Bearcats. Leading the way, well, you're going to hear this a lot, Skylar Snyder with 14 points here in the first half. She also has six rebounds, according to my records. Lauren Spiker with uh, eight points. Mariah Rost with five. Kelsey Clark with five. Laura Strubing with two. I also have Strubing with five rebounds here in the first half. And Carney High has led uh, throughout the ball game. They lead it right now 34-16 to 16 at intermission. For Burke, took a while for them to get their offense going, but they did pick uh, up the pace uh, in the second quarter. Allie Haight leading the way for them with five. Hickman has three. Justice Alioth with three. Maddie McPhillips with two. Sydney Benson with two. And Jada Warner with one. Unofficially, a Burke shooting about 22% here in the first half. They were three of 14 from behind the arc in that uh, first half. You've been listening to the Ravenna Sanitation Halftime Report. Ravenna Sanitation says your trash is our treasure. Serving Buffalo County for business or residential service, Ravenna Sanitation is your trash collection connection. Find us in your local yellow pages. And uh, Carney High will get possession of the basketball first to start the uh, third quarter here. And for the Cats, it will be their starters of Ross, Clark, Spiker, Snyder, and Strubing. Ball inbounded here for Clark, who had a solid first half, and Clark's pass on that right side. Intended for Snyder is off the mark, so Carney High turns the ball over. So rebounding, Carney High has really rebounded very, very well as uh, Carney out-rebounded him 17-8 to in that uh, first half. Pass deflected, nearly intercepted by Clark. With the dribble, top of the circle is going to be Warner. Warner gives it off in the right wing here for Hickman. Hickman throwing it back out to Warner. Almost lost it. Warner's going to drive. Warner falls driving in, and there's kind of a phantom foul there. And she fell, but didn't look like there was a lot of contact. But Laura Strubing is going to be called for the foul here. First team foul of the second half. First uh, personal foul on Laura Strubing. Carney did a nice job in that first half, not committing a lot of fouls and playing pretty solid defense. The free throw for Warner was no good. So score remains 34-16 to 16 with 7.28 to go here in the third quarter. Second free throw is up and good. So miss one and make one. Don't forget all of our games are streaming live on the World Wide Web and it's brought to you by the University of Nebraska at Kearney. We are difference makers called to schedule a campus visit. Ball loose, but picking it up is going to be uh, Clark. Clark. Finds a cutter, giving it to Ross. Ross baseline jumper, no good. Strubing fighting for the rebound. That's going to be a hell ball, and the possession arrow is going to be parting to Burke. But again, Lauren Strubing with some pretty good work there defensively, uh, rebounding rather, as she cleans the glass on both ends of the court. So Warner in the offensive end. Kicks here left side for Benson. Benson off of that weave. They did it early and didn't do it much in the second, uh, first half. They did it early in the first quarter. And now the kick left side to McPhillips. McPhillips working against Snyder. Throws it in the lane. Tough shot. No good. Strubing with another rebound. So she pulls down the rebound. And Carney High will kick it up ahead to Snyder. Snyder gives it to Spiker. Spiker has it on the baseline. They double-team her. So she's going to dribble out with it and posting up a Snyder. But she'll give it left side here for Clark. Clark working against a, a little pressure by Warner, and she'll pick it up to McPhillips, giving it back out to Snyder. Snyder right side for Spiker. Man-to-man right now goes Omaha Burke. And top of the circle is Spiker. Uh, Ross, rather. 
And she'll give it to Spiker on the left side. She's picked up man-to-man by Benson. Nice pass down low. Strubing with the catch, pivot, and score. Great pass in for Lauren Strubing. And after she made the catch, she just pivoted with that foot nearest to the basket and essentially had a layup. Carney High pushes lead out to 36-17. to Pass on the low block. Little runner here by Haith. Haith's shot is no good and rebounded by Snyder. So Snyder with the defensive rebound, dribbles all the way in. She's going to kick it out for Rost. Rost is going to fire a three, no good, and tracked down in the corner by Strubing. So Strubing doing a great job on the glass, and working against pressure is going to be Clark. Clark, five-second count going on, and her bounce pass is going to be intercepted. With the steal is Haight. Haight drives all the way in. There's contact under the basket, and they're going to call Strubing for the block. She got there, but was probably so far underneath the basket, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt there. And Haith is going to go line and shoot two after Strubing is called for her second foul. Good hustle for Strubing to get down there, but she got maybe that position just a, a stride too late. And the free throw by Haith is up and good. That makes it now 36-18. to 18. And the second free throw is up and good. So she makes both of them. And with five and a half to go here, third quarter, Cats still in control, 36-19. Dribbling is Clark, has her pass deflected, Strubing tracks it down, little ball fake, now she'll dribble, splits the defense, lobs it down low, it's going to be tipped, trying to get it out for Rost, and Rost just lets it go out of bounds. Kind of shielded a Burke player away from the basketball, and it goes out of bounds. So Carney High leading at 36-19 will inbound it at the end of their bench. So obviously this will be their offensive end here in the second half. And a timeout, not happy with how it was being inbounded, is Jason Boyd. And with 5-12 to go here, third quarter, leading at 36-19. A timeout by Carney High, brought to you by Nebraska Land National Bank. And we'll take the timeout with them. We're back after this. Oh, I can't believe it. Are you kidding me? Out here in the middle of nowhere, Mom and Bramps will kill me. What's that girl? Call Carney Towing and Repair? Because they'll get us home from anywhere. But I don't have their number. 308-236-9951. Thanks, girl. 24-hour towing. Certified repair. No matter why, no matter where. 308-236-9951. Lock it in. Carney Towing and Repair. And welcome back here to the Nebraska Land National Bank broadcast booth on the road at Burke High School. As the Bulldogs playing host to Carney High in a girl-boy doubleheader. And right now, the Carney High girls looking pretty good, leading at 36-19. to 19. They'll inbound it at the end of their bench here, and they'll uh, toss the ball in here for Clark. Clark will give it to Snyder. Snyder's going to drive, has a shot, nearly blocked, hit on the elbow, and still is able to alter it, take it off the glass, and score. Skyler Snyder with a little bit of room to operate there, even though she ended up getting fouled was able to control the basketball, and the foul is going to be called on Haith. And for Haith, that is going to be her third foul of the ball game. And the free throw is up and good for Snyder. So Snyder finishes the and one by making it, and it's now 39-19, to 19, and Snyder has 17 points. She nearly has as many points as the Bulldogs have collectively. And here she'll make a steal. She outlets it. Up ahead to Spiker. Spiker has her shot go off glass, and she's fouled. It's up and in for Spiker, 
And she'll have an and one. So Snyder forces the turnover, gets the pass up ahead to Spiker. Spiker gets the bucket. And now we'll try to finish off the three-point play. So Spiker with the uh, free throw, and it is up and good. 23-point lead for Carney High. So Carney High back on defense. They're going to go with a little 2-3 zone here. And around the perimeter, passing the basketball is going to be McPhillips. They got it in the lane momentarily. Kick right back out to Warner. Burke does move the ball very quickly. And they'll kick the ball in the corner on that right side. And the three-pointer is going to be an air ball. And rebounded by Carney High. And Snyder came up with the basketball. She'll bring in the offensive end. And we'll give the ball out here for uh, Clark. And back out to Snyder. Snyder on the way to the basket before the shot being held. And so it'll be a foul on Hickman. That'll be her second. It was below the free throw line, so they'll inbound it on the baseline. Will Carney High. And backdoor off that cut. It's going to be a easy layup for Skylar Snyder. Snyder. With the bucket, she now has 19 in the game. She has many points as Burke has as a team. 44-19, exactly midway through the third quarter. Around the perimeter, Warner. Warner kicks back out here for McPhillips. McPhillips, top of the circle. Gave to, got the ball back, and they left uh, Ashley Hickman all alone down low. And a nice pass by Warner to hit Hickman. Thrown from... The top of the key down to the low post, and that turned into an easy bucket. It's one of the few defensive breakdowns for Carney High in the game. Rost is going to drive, and she'll lay it up and in. Nice lean in there by Mariah Rost, and Rost now has seven in the game. All the starters very effective playing their game here in the ballgame for Carney High. A little dribble through the lane. Jumper in the lane is going to be no good. Rost is going to pull down the rebound after the Burke miss and gives it up ahead to Clark. Clark facing a little pressure for Warner. Uses up her dribble. Gives it off on the right side for Rost. Rost will get a screen by Strubing, but will dribble the baseline. Lob it inside for Snyder. And I think Snyder went over the back, yeah. And a little, a little uh, frustrated is uh, Ashley Hickman. Hickman was fouled by Snyder. They lobbed it up there, and Snyder ended up going over the back. So she's going to pick up her second foul. And then Hickman gave uh, Snyder a little something extra as their arms kind of got caught up. Cats making some substitutions. Avery Wood's going to check into the ball game. Uh, Maisner as well. Spiker, Strubing, and Fritzen. Fritzen also checked in. So that's the lineup right now for Carney High, who leads it 46-21. to Playing a little catch. Now driving here is going to be Warner. Warner, tough shot. The layup is going to be no good, and they're going to tie up the rebound. And the alternating possession will give Carney High the basketball. Both teams with three fouls here in the third quarter. 46-21, Carney High has the lead. As they are currently in control, and Masoner will bring in the offensive end. See her on the soccer field later, of course. And she'll give it off right side for Strubing. I guess I'm making an assumption since her dad's a soccer coach at UNK. Pass here left side for uh, Spiker. 
Spiker gets the ball back out here for Maisner. Maisner has the ball go off of her foot. That was uh, one of those that was forced, though, because the ball was tipped there by uh, Jada Warner, and it ended up going off of Maisner's foot and out of bounds. So Carney High turns the ball over, forced by the Burke defense. And Warner in the offensive end. There's a high screen there. Dribbling off of it is going to be Warner. Warner helps work it back around the perimeter. And uh, dribbling with the ball here is going to be Shea Lundgren, who checked in during the last stoppage. Lundgren helps kick it back out. Top of the circle to get it for Warner. Warner on that left side for Benson. Benson and Warner just playing catch. Now they give it right side for Lundgren. Lundgren's entry pass is going to be saved by Burke, but into the hands of Carney High. Running with it after coming up with a loose ball is going to be Maisner. So Burke turns the ball over, and Maisner brings in the offensive end, gives it to Strubing, who finds Spiker open for the three on the left side. That's going to be no good. And the putback is up and in. Great job down low for Carney High as that offensive rebound by Fritzen. As Fritzen, nobody boxed her out. She makes the putback. And now she'll have a chance for the three-point play. So the and one is up and good. So 28-point lead for Carney High, 49-21 here in girls basketball. Dribbling on the left wing, going to be Benson. Benson helps work it back around the perimeter. It's Lundgren with it. She'll give it top of the circle here for McPhillips. McPhillips gave it away. Now gets the ball back top of the circle. She's going to kick it now left wing. Get it on the baseline. Penetration here by McPhillips to the lane. That's a tough shot. And she's able to lean it off the glass and in. She went up high, and just before she landed, was able to do a little finger roll, scooping it up off glass and banked it in. That's a tough shot. And she was able to bring it home. Maisner, five-second count going on. Hands the basketball off for Avery Wood. Back out to Maisner. 52 seconds to go before the end of the third quarter. Carney High in control, 49-23. Top of the circle, Fritzen has it. Gives it right side for Spiker. Spiker out for Avery Wood. Wood facing some pressure by Lundgren, 40 seconds to go. Cats working the clock pretty effectively here. Still looking to score, but also looking to milk the clock. Spiker creates a little space, so the five-second count goes off. Uses up her dribble, gives it now right side for Fritzen. Back out now for Maisner. Maisner standing near midcourt with 23 seconds. She'll direct traffic. Use up your dribble. Give it to Strubing. Strubing kicks now right side for Lundgren. Uh, check that for Avery Wood. Defended by Lundgren. And Maisner now has the basketball. She'll get a screen. Dribble. Shot off glass. No good. And rebound going to be tipped away by Maisner, but back into the hands of Burke. And with point one to go, they pass the ball, but don't have enough time to get anything done with it. So that will do it for uh, for three quarters of basketball. And Carney High in control as we head to the fourth. They lead it 49-23. to 23. We'll be back right after this timeout. Tis the season to celebrate Christmas and tis the season to plan your whole farm solutions for 2016. For your variable rate technology, soil nutrients, seed and crop protection, speak with your Aurora agronomy expert. Our grain team is ready to help you with marketing that crop and the livestock nutrition and energy professionals will make sure you have optimal rations for your cow herd and bulk fuel and oil to keep your equipment running. At the Aurora Cooperative, we want to be your solution for higher yields, healthy livestock and successful grain marketing. The Aurora Cooperative, growing opportunities. 
At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for Well, Carney High in control here, leading at 49 to 23. They just have to kind of uh, keep doing what they're doing and not lose focus and keep continuing to improve here in the fourth quarter. That would be their seeds to success brought to you by Craig Weegis, your local Pioneer seed dealer. So where can grow his turn for the latest weather, market updates, and agronomy information to get the most out of every acre? That's easy. Pioneer.com and MobilePioneer.com on their smartphone. The great seeds to success for bear yield start with Pioneer and Craig Weegis. Burke has the basketball to start the, the uh, fourth quarter here. They tried to throw the ball down low and were able to do that. It was uh, off of... Uh, Carney High stepping in there was Ross trying to knock the ball away. She was the last to touch it to Burke. Now will inbound on the baseline. Throwing it in is going to be McPhillips. McPhillips gets it in for Hickman. Hickman's going to fire a three-pointer. Going to be no good. And the rebound is tipped around and coming up with it is Carney High. Tracking down the loose ball was Fritzen. So Fritzen snags the rebound. She'll give it to Snyder. Snyder dribbles, has the ball go off of her foot. It's going to be picked up by Burke. They roll it up ahead here for McPhillips. So Carney High turns the ball over. They put up the jumper, does Burke, in transition. Going to be short and rebounded by Clark. So Clark will get it up ahead here to Spiker. Nearly tied up. They'll give it to Snyder. Snyder's going to drive, scoop, and score. There's a whistle. I bucket is going to count. And it's going to be a hold on McPhillips. So McPhillips with the foul. And that's going to be an impressive play. There by Skylar Snyder, as um, when she got fouled, she wasn't cheated. She was held pretty good and was still able to muscle it up and in and then finish off the three-point play by hitting the shot. Snyder with 22 in the game. Burke trailing Carney High 52-23, to 23, so Snyder with nearly as many points as Burke as a team. And you know what? Burke's going to win some basketball games. They're not uh, they are not a shabby basketball team at all. McPhillips with the dribble here. She'll give it off left side for Hickman. Hickman throws in the corner for Benson. Benson, lob pass that's going to be intercepted. Bad pass as Rost was able to uh, pick it up. And they try to get it out to Clark. Not a great pass to get it to Clark. And she was able to keep it alive enough. And it's going to go off the hands of one of the Burke players. Well, actually, one of the, off the feet of Justice Alioth and out of bounds. Check that out. It was Hayes, 31, not 30. So Bearcats will inbound, and they give it to Spiker. Spiker's open for three on the inbounds play, and a miss on the three-pointer, but a good look. And then the rebound is going to be taken out by Hickman. So Hickman will give it off for Warner. Warner, a little spin, contested shot, and she's able to take it off the glass and score. Jada Warner now with four points in the ballgame. And we mentioned her before, but uh, 6-5 Maria Eckish into the game. She pulls down the rebound after the Carney High miss in transition there as they started to attack the basket. Long pass up ahead, and Carney High is going to commit the foul on Maddie McPhillips, and if there wasn't a foul there, would have been an easy bucket. So that's uh, after the turnover, Clark with a good foul. That'll be her second of the ball game. Warner looking over the defense here. Carney going 
Hickman playing a little catch with Warner. They get it at the free throw line. And stepping up, putting up a shot is going to be Haith, and Haith is able to roll it in. That's a tough contested shot for Allie Haith. And Haith's able to bring it home. Ball pass down low for Carney High in transition. They get it to Fritzen. Fritzen's going to kick it out for Snyder. Snyder's going to fire the three-pointer. No good. And the long rebound is going to be taken out by Warner. Warner's going to dribble through traffic and is shut off there nicely by Clark. So they'll work it back around the perimeter. McPhillips has it. McPhillips dribbles right side. Facing the zone here for Carney High. And they'll get it left side for Warner. Warner now dribbles behind her back. Gives it to McPhillips with a little behind-the-back pass. They're giving it to, to Hickman. Hickman throws that to free throw line, then dump left side for McPhillips. McPhillips will fire a three and hit the three. Nice job there by McPhillips of squaring yourself back up. The pass was at her feet, and a lot of times when that happens, you're not in rhythm to shoot, but nice job by McPhillips of creating her own rhythm and then draining the three-pointer. Snyder will drive, has a shot partially blocked, bustles it up and in anyway. She's able to score off the top of Maria Eckish at 6-5 and is able to get the bucket to fall even though she was fouled. So an and one as Eckish got a little bit of the uh, ball there but got a lot of the body of Snyder and Snyder will try to finish off another three-point play. Skyler Snyder, uh, Snyder with now 25 points in the ball game as she hits the free throw. So 53-30. to 30. So 4.45 to go here. In fact, uh, Carney High is up 55-30. to 30. Noticing the scoring error is Jason Boyd. Nice entry pass down low. They kick it out for the three-pointer, does Burke. Shots missed. And then the bucket is up and in. Nice job on the offensive rebound there by Maddie McPhillips as she makes the putback. So left wing, Rost has it. Rost facing a little bit of pressure there by Hickman. Takes it all the way to the baseline. Steps through the double team. Takes it off glass and scores. Maria Rost with a beautiful drive there. She's got nine in the game. And up ahead for McPhillips. And McPhillips will split the defense in transition. And she'll score. Back-to-back pretty baskets. One for Carney High, and then Burke answers right back. That was a great drive by McPhillips after a pretty move there by Rost as well. Rost has it behind the arc on the left wing. Dribbling in the lane, and she'll scoop, and it hung on the rim, fell out, but she's fouled, so she's going to go line for a couple. And that will be on Haith. So Haith with the foul. And Ross now will go line and shoot a couple. And the first one is up and good. Carney High shot pretty well from the free throw line. They're now 8 of 9 in the game so far. And Burke shot well from the line as well. They're 6-8. Second free throw is up and good. So Ross now with 11 points in the game. She has 11. Spiker has 11. Snyder with 25. And Carney High with a 59-34 to 34 lead. Top of the circle, McPhillips penetrates. Kicks it right back out here. They'll kick it in that corner left side. Three-pointer is an air ball for Burke. But they get the offensive rebound and bucket. So they'll get the bucket, Will Burke. 
So Alioff with the uh, made putback there. And Carney High is going to dump the bench here in just a little bit. we got three minutes to go here, but they're in control, 59-36. to 36, And we got a little reaching foul for Burke as the uh, foul is going to be on Jada Warner. So Warner with the foul, and Carney High is going to make uh, wholesale substitutions. As Julia Bauer is going to check in, Maddie Dahlgren. Ellie Dahlgren's going to check in there as well. And uh, the free throw is up and good here for Clark. So she makes the first one, does Clark. And if she makes the uh, second, that will probably end her uh, evening of basketball. 60 to 36, the second free throw is up and good. Clark will lead the game with uh, seven points. Coming in to replace her is going to be Daisy Maisner. So 3.04 to go here, and Carney High very much in control, 61 to 36. McPhillips brings in the offensive end, gave it away, gets it back. 2-3 zone for Carney High as they work around the perimeter. McPhillips is going to fire a three, and she hits the three. She's come alive here in the uh, third and fourth quarter. McPhillips has 14 points to lead the Bulldogs, who trail it 61-39. to Dribbling with some pressure is going to be Maisner. Maisner will bounce it out here for Fritzen. Jessica Fritzen gives it for Julia Bauer. Bauer, top of the circle for Dahlgren. That's Ellie. And she'll uh, control it very nicely. Give it to Bauer. Bauer on the baseline. Little runner, no good. And rebound taken out by Fritzen. So Fritzen is able to snag the uh, rebound. And now dribbling right side is Ellie Dahlgren. Her long jumper is going to be no good. And it was last touched by Bauer and out of bounds. For Burke, they're going to make a couple of substitutions. Uh, Maria Eckish, the 6'5 sophomore, will check in. So will Julia Ellis at 5'11. So some size, some height coming into the game here for Burke. And Maddie McPhillips will come out with 2.14 to go. Her day may be done. As Burke uh, trailing it 61 to 39. They may not necessarily dump the bench. Around the perimeter, Shea Lundgren will work the ball in for Eckish. Eckish kicks left side, and the three-pointer is up and good for Sidney Benson. So Benson drains the three, and that will give her five in the game. So on the uh, bounce here for Carney High is going to be Maisner. Maisner facing a little bit of pressure by Alioff, and they'll give a right side for Bauer. Off the screen, top of the circle is going to be Ellie Dahlgren. Dahlgren kicks in the corner here for Bauer, back out for Dahlgren. Dahlgren has it on the wing, throws the top of the circle here for Maisner. Minute 30 to go in the ball game. Left side, Bauer. Bearcats in control, 61-42. Dribbling on the right side is Maisner. Maisner, five-second count going on. Now she backs up and gets rid of that five-second count. So she's still dribbling, and will get the ball out here for Fritzen. Fritzen on the right side for Bauer. And um, she uh, had the ball kind of pinned to her hip a little bit by the defense, moved forward, and that will be a turnover here on Carney High as she ended up taking an extra step. 111 to go here in the basketball game. Carney High going to pick up the win. They'll improve the record now to 2 and 1 on the year as they lead it 61 to 40 in the final minute. Playing catch top of the circle with it is Alioth. Alioth gave it away, gets it back, kicks left side, gets it back as she's just playing catch with Benson on one side. 
And uh, on that right side, Lundgren. Lundgren's going to drive against a little bit of pressure by Bauer, and I think um, she dribbled on the baseline. Yes, she did. So it goes out of bounds. Nice job there by Bauer, not bumping into her and creating a foul as Burke turns the ball over. As they dribble on the baseline, and Bauer didn't give up any ground. So Maisner across the timeline. 40 seconds to go with the Bearcats leading at 61-42. Fritzen will kick the ball left side here for Maisner. Top of the circle with it is going to be Wood. Avery Wood will give it to Bauer. Bauer gets it to the elbow to Maddie Dahlgren. Maddie Dahlgren not being uh, closely guarded and outside the lane, so she'll kick the ball out here for Maisner. 16 seconds left. Probably the last possession here for Carney High. Slipping but keeping a dribble going is Maisner, and she'll get the ball out for Fritzen. Fritzen gets it out for Bauer. Off of the screen, they give it for uh, Wood, and there's three seconds left. They get it off on the right side for Maisner. Maisner's just going to put it on her hip. Clock's going to expire, and that's going to do it as Carney High picks up a nice win on the road, 61-42 to over Omaha Burke. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have the New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery post-game show. We'll give you all of our numbers. We'll do that when we come back to Burke High School right after this timeout. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Kostler, and Cottle. At Care Hospice, we care for your family like you are a part of ours. Through compassionate hospice services, we help to alleviate fears and concerns so that you and your loved ones can focus on the joy of everyday moments. We celebrate the memories and special occasions of a life well-lived and provide support and assistance so you feel comforted throughout the hospice journey. For more information about our services, visit us online at acericare.com. Care Hospice, caring for moments that matter. To some, winning isn't everything, it's the only thing. Others say it's not whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. But everyone can agree that the uniforms and equipment you play in make a big difference in how you play and how you win. Plus the personal service of Steve Barinol, Tino Martina, TM Sporting Goods, on the Bricks, 2217 Central, Downtown Kearney, TM Sporting Goods, a division of Pro Team Design. And welcome back. Time now for the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery Postgame Show. Certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Schedule your appointment today. As Carney High in control early on, they build a nice little lead, and then we're able to just kind of continue to extend it and extend it and extend it. There was a stretch where they hit a couple of uh, back-to-back three-pointers in the early going, and that was our uh, Sarah. Special moment of the game, brought to you by the special people at Acera Care Hospice, caring for the moments that matter with locations in Kearney, Grand Island, and York, serving all the Tri-Cities and beyond. Call Acera Care Hospice today for your loved ones when they need the right care at the right time. Let's take a look at the numbers here for uh, Kearney High. Unofficially, had Skylar Snyder with 25 points here in the first half. She also finished with eight rebounds. Mariah Rost with 11 points and four rebounds. Lauren Spiker had 11 points and a couple of rebounds. 
Kelsey Clark, seven points, uh, two rebounds. Laura Strubing, four points, but I had her with uh, ten rebounds in the game. Jessica Fritzen with three points uh, in the contest as well. And unofficially, I had Carney being 22 of 44 from the field. First of all, 44 shots in the game. That is a lot of shots. And then shooting 50%, uh, hitting 50% of those, that's pretty darn impressive as Carney High really uh, controlled the glass, took good care of the basketball, didn't commit some fouls, and really controlled every aspect of the game. I had Carney High out-rebounding Burke uh, 30-14 to 14 in the ball game, and Burke uh, not shooting real well from behind the arc. I had them being 6 of 28 from behind the arc, while Carney was 6 of 14 uh, in the ball game, and Carney High wins this one by a final of 61 to 42 and checking the numbers here for uh, Burke uh, they got hot late did Maddie Phillips McPhillips she finished with uh, 14 in the game Sydney Benson with five Ashley Hickman with five Jada Warner with uh, four uh, Allie Haith had uh, nine points in the ball game and off the bench Justice Alioff finished with uh, five in the contest once again your uh, final in uh, girls basketball uh, nice win here for Carney High 61 to 42. Reminder for you, are listening to the New West Sports Medicine North Peak Surgery post-game show, and we'll continue with more of the post-game show and set up uh, what's uh, going to happen here next from uh, Carney, from Burke for Carney High and the uh, Bull- Burke Bulldogs. We'll do that when we continue with more of our post-game show right after this timeout. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Kearney. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. This is Justin Schwartz, market president of Nebraska Land National Bank in Kearney. One of the real joys of this holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you to our community for helping us continue to grow. We value the friendship and confidence that you have shown in us, and we look forward to serving you in the coming year. Our best wishes this holiday season from your friends at Nebraska Land National Bank. Nebraska Land National Bank. Member and welcome back here to Omaha Burke High School. Once again, a final in girls basketball. It was Carney High 61, Omaha Burke 42. Carney High improves the record now to 2-1 and one on the season. And obviously coming up next here on ESPN 1460, we'll turn our attention to the boys' side as Carney High is battling one of the better teams in the state. In fact, uh, number four in the state is Omaha Burke, even though Burke is going to come into the game with a record of 1-2 and two on the year, and Carney High is 2-0. and oh. They had that great win at home against Creighton Prep to start the season, 69-64. First win for Drake Baronic as the new head coach for Carney High, and then they went to Millard West 
and won it last week, 68-67, to to come away with the Kearney Millard West uh, tournament title. Uh, and uh, a great win to get things started for Kearney Highs. They played great team basketball. And uh, Burke last weekend, as we mentioned, went 1-2. Uh, and two. They uh, lost to Omaha South. Uh, 78-39, to 39, but then in overtime got past North, 68-67 in the uh, Omaha Public Schools uh, Jamboree and then lost to uh, Papillion La Vista by a count of 69-54. to 54. But again, Burke thought to be one of the better teams in the state and uh, will uh, be pushed through the paces. Will the Bearcats here tonight on the road as they got the win last week against Millard West, now actually in Omaha at Burke High School, try to come away with a nice win uh, here again on the boys' side and stay undefeated. Once again, Carney High's girls with a 61-42 win over the Burke girls. We're still probably about 27, 28 minutes away from the start of the boys' game, so we're going to send it back to regular programming for about 20 minutes or so, and then we'll be back for the undefeated Bearcats in town to take on Omaha Burke right here on ESPN 1460. By the way, didn't mention it earlier, but uh, the Nebraska volleyball team did win, so the Huskers are heading to Omaha for the final four of uh, women's college volleyball. Congratulations to them. Once again, our final in girls basketball, Carney High 61, Omaha Burke 42, and we'll talk with Jason Boyd at halftime of the boys' game, which will start in about uh, 27 minutes or so right here on ESPN 1460. For our engineer, Merritt Lawson, back in the studios, I'm Randy Bushgar. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with the boys' game here on ESPN in about 20, 25 minutes or so. Just like your car, your furnace needs a periodic wellness check, too. Get this scheduled today by calling Anderson Brothers Electric Plumbing and Heating. An annual service agreement will entitle you to a complete heating and cooling system check, once in the spring and once in the fall. Kelly and the crew take pride in the work they do and in catching problems before they happen so you can stay comfortable all season long. Call Anderson Brothers today in Kearney at 236-6437 or in Holdridge at 995-4481 or on the web at andersonbros.com. Community is a place that means coming together, a place where smiles are warm, where handshakes are firm, the day's work is honest. Buffalo County Farm Bureau is hometown proud. We work for farm and ranch families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm or ranch, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. Visit nefb.org to learn more. Proceeding has been a KKPR Sports Production, brought to you by the Classic Hits Sports Club. To download this podcast or any of our podcasts, go to our podcast link at kkpr.com. So dominant, so amazing, that so many defensive resources are focused on that guy, and that guy punishes them at the end of runs. I mean, he hammers them. He makes them suffer for tackling him, and you would think he would wear down. But in 90 carries in two games, he was still going strong in the fourth quarter of that Florida game, the SEC championship game. It's astonishing. Trevor Maddish, Brad Edwards, I am Doug Kazarian. This is the College Game Day Heisman Trophy Special on ESPN Radio on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Brad, you raised an interesting point. If Christian McCaffrey were on Alabama, he would definitely be a runaway winner. Just basically all the records he has broken. And that's what we talked about. We heard from Michael Wilbon earlier saying, the fact that McCaffrey is white was inhibiting his candidacy for the Heisman Trophy. He still may win. We don't know this. He is a finalist.
But it is interesting to bring up the, the eye test, so to speak, um, because I think I, I do think, and Trevor, I'm with you. It's as a, I, I feel if it's true, it's appalling. Of course, it's true. It's society. Uh, I, I think it's more subconscious you know than I, anything. I, I, let, me, I, let me let me present it this way: How many NFL announcers during a game do you hear Darren Sproles labeled fast, athletic, and Danny Woodhead is always gritty? And a big heart. Is Darren Sproles fast and athletic? Yes. Is Woodhead gritty? They both are. Okay, they, well, that's so. My, but you never hear the, 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 the labels and the adjectives used for the opposite guy. You never do. It's <sighs> subconscious. I don't, I'm not saying people are bigots and racist, but it is subconscious, and it, is, it does exist. I think it I, does. I have more confidence in the body of Heisman voters. While I think that there are some Heisman voters that should recuse, them, recuse themselves every year, a lot of them. Because I don't think they do the due diligence, frankly. But as a body, I think they've done well, and I've respected what they've done. I mean, a few years ago, they voted the first sophomore ever to win the Heisman Trophy, ever, in Tim Tebow. They looked outside the box. And then they voted the first freshman ever to win the Heisman Trophy in Johnny Manziel and followed that up with another freshman in Jameis Winston of Florida State. And so I, I think that this body of Heisman voters are – Thinking outside the box, I think they're looking at more than just the the canned look at the stats, look at whatever you know you're looking at to find what they think is the most outstanding player. So I I have more faith in them as a whole than than maybe some other people do. Well, as I said earlier, I, I think the bigger deal is that McCaffrey and look, maybe the voting is going to turn out completely different from what I'm I'm thinking, but I, I'm expecting Derrick Henry to win, um, and. I think one of the factors there is that Christian McCaffrey played a lot of games at 10, 1030 Eastern time kickoff, you know, where a whole lot of people who vote for the Heisman were going to bed. I mean, they, they didn't see what he did and he had a lot of, look, they're, that, they're that, lazy. That Pac-12 championship game was not the only, now that was his biggest game of the year, but that was not his only huge game. He had a bunch of them. Ivan Mazel said on our show, a handful of Saturdays ago when we were in Tuscaloosa, he said it's not East Coast bias, it's East Coast bedtime. Well, if that's the case, then those Heisman voters that don't see the West Coast candidates because of that, they're lazy. Last I checked, there are things called DVRs. You can actually record <laughs> stuff now, and you can actually fast forward through when other people are running plays just to see the guy that you want to watch if that's what you need to do. And if you're not willing to do that, give up your vote. Give it up and just admit that you're not that your vote uninformed and lazy is canceling out the vote of someone that watches all these games. And on the other side of that, and this is why I think Henry's going to win. Henry didn't play any games at, at 10, 10 Eastern time. In fact, he played a whole lot of games on CBS in the middle of the afternoon when everyone was watching. In fact, Derrick Henry played 10 games out of the 13 that Alabama had this season. 10 of them were against the football power index top 40. That doesn't mean they're top 40 defenses, but what it means is they're good teams. And so on paper, this is a compelling game, and a lot of people watched it. And in those games against those 10 opponents, Derrick Henry averaged 177 rushing yards. It looked like. And, and, and that's that's something that when you see it, you don't forget it. And I think that's the difference, is that people saw Derrick Henry's best games. They didn't see Christian McCaffrey's best games. And when you saw him. Henry against those teams, it looked at times like the defense was children trying to drag down a building. It was impressive. Like he was back in his high school. His four-yard <laughs> runs, 
were impressive and look, because and, of that. And this is where, like, if you want to call it an SEC bias, then go right ahead. But but that feeds into it, which is that if you're conditioned to believe that the best defenses in the country are in the SEC, or at least the SEC is loaded with future NFL defensive players, and you see him looking like a man among boys running against those defenses, that has an impact. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. More independent agents sell Progressive Insurance than any other brand. Find an agent at Progressive.com. Now that's Progressive. You're going to hear from Derrick Henry. You're also going to hear from Christian McCaffrey. Mike Golick Jr. is in New York City at the ceremony and is speaking with the three finalists. And we get closer and closer to the presentation of the 2015 Heisman Trophy. Trevor Maddich, Brad Edwards, I am Doug Kazarian. This is the College Game Day Heisman Trophy special on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. More coverage from New York City straight ahead. Rebound comes out to Hooley for the win. 1.6 left. Minute and a half to go. Selden drives the lane, circling. Puts up a desperation shot and rolls in. Good! From just outside the free throw line with 2.5 to go. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. For the greatest rivalry in college basketball. What a game and what a scene tonight. There was a lot of hype, and it's lived up to the hype. Watford for the win! Basketball on ESPN Radio. Notre Dame and Ohio State have three losses between them by a combined seven points. Two of the nation's best clash at the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. Coverage begins New Year's Day at 1 Eastern on ESPN and on ESPN Radio. The NBA on ESPN. This is your game. Top teams square off in a Wednesday night doubleheader. First, the Grizz head to the Windy City to take on the Bulls. Then, Steph Curry and the Scorching Warriors look to continue their torrid start as they host the Suns. Steph Curry knocks it down! Grizzlies Bulls at 8 Eastern, Suns Warriors at 10.30. Wednesday on ESPN and streaming live on Watch ESPN. Presented by State Farm. Hey, it's Fugach. Join us Monday. We hope to have Tom Izzo on playing the accordion. That's Monday on the Dan Levitard Show with me, Stugatz, on ESPN Radio and ESPNU. What if I told you winning isn't the only thing that defines a champion? From 1990 to 1993, the Buffalo Bills appeared in four consecutive Super Bowls and lost them all. But each time they fell, the unwavering love and support of a city helped pick them up to fight again. What if I told you, history isn't always written by the victors. ESPN Films presents a 30 for 30 film brought to you by Volkswagen. Four Falls of Buffalo, tonight at 9.30 Eastern following the Heisman presentation on ESPN. The Rosillo and Canel Podcast. So Rudy's going to call these off. First one. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? The Walking Dead. Overrated. Overrated. I couldn't agree more. I, I checked out halfway through the second season. I think the acting in it, it everybody's just out of breath 
driving a stick shift. Supremely underrated. Supremely wow. underrated. Want to hear more? Download the Rosillo and Canal podcast right now on the ESPN app. The Guild and New Mexico Bowl. Arizona head coach Rich Rodriguez turned down South Carolina to stay with the Wildcats. Now he leads them to Albuquerque to face New Mexico. Can they slow down the Lobos' high-powered rushing attack? Averaging over 245 yards per game. He's gone! Touchdown! The Guild and New Mexico Bowl. Arizona, New Mexico. Saturday, December 19th at 2 Eastern on ESPN and on ESPN Radio. And now, a bedtime story from Stan Verrett. There he goes up the middle, breaking tackles with ease. Cam goes into the end zone, making it look like a breeze. They could have stopped what happens next if they didn't let him in. Instead, it's touchdown Cam Newton. Let the dabbing begin. Like bedtime stories for sports fans. Sports Center at night on ESPN. End your day on a highlight. Nightly, 11 p.m., 12 a.m., and 1 a.m. Eastern. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm John Ryder, the Heisman Trophy presentation show right now on ESPN. Running back Derek Henry looking to win just the second Heisman in Alabama school history, joining Mark Ingram. Henry of finalists, so is Stanford running back Christian McCaffrey, who's looking to join quarterback Jim Plunkett, the only other Cardinal to win the award. No Clemson player has ever won the Heisman. Tigers quarterback Deshaun Watson is the other finalist this year. 116th meeting between Army and Navy. 21st-ranked midshipmen edged the Black Knights 21-17, Navy's 14th straight win over Army. NBA Golden State 24-0 to start the season. They've won 28 straight dating back to last season. Warriors finishing up their seven-game road trip, tipping off at Milwaukee in about a half hour. Clay Thompson is back in the Golden State starting lineup after missing last night's double overtime win in Boston with a sprained ankle. At the half in Charlotte, Hornets going for their fifth straight. They lead the Celtics 42-38. to Clippers beat the Nets in Brooklyn 105-100. to Blake Griffin and J.J. Redick each with 25 points. On the college basketball scoreboard at the half, Boise State in front of 24th-ranked Oregon 41-28. to Texas defeats number 3 North Carolina 84-82 to on a Javon Felix buzzer-beating jumper. Number 1 Michigan State holds off Florida 58 to 52, fifth ranked Kentucky, no problem with Arizona State, 72 to 58. Eagles add receiver Jordan Matthews to their injury report. He's questionable for tomorrow's game against Buffalo with a back injury. The Big 12 and SEC collide at the All-State Sugar Bowl. Number 16, Oklahoma State. Number 12, Ole Miss. Coverage begins New Year's Day at 8.30 Eastern on ESPN and on ESPN Radio. It's the College Game Day Heisman Trophy Special on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We are less than an hour from finding out the 
2015 Heisman Trophy winner. Stay with us right here on ESPN Radio. You will hear it live when it is announced. I am Doug Kazarian alongside Brad Edwards and Trevor Maddich. This is the College Game Day Heisman Trophy special on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Subway Fresh Take hotline. Of course, you can tweet us at 1-800-Flowers.com Twitter feed at ESPN Radio or us directly at Edwards at T. Maddich, at Doug ESPN. And Mike Golick Jr. is in New York and interviewing the finalists. You're going to hear a couple more interviews in just a bit. You'll also hear from Dabo Sweeney. Mike's Twitter handle is at Jr. 57 Guys, there's also college football news outside of New York City. A lot of ongoings in the coaching carousel. We knew about Kirby Smart going to Georgia. Well, Nick Saban needs a replacement. And he went and got the Georgia defensive coordinator. What gives? Why is the SEC only hiring its own? Well, it's not. He's hiring a, a former ACC guy. Jeremy Pruitt was D coordinator under Jimbo Fisher, won a national championship there. Terrific defensive coordinator. I mean, the hallmark of his Florida State defenses were guys flying around to the right spot with their hair on fire and then being fundamentally sound on the tackle when they got there. And he was building that at Georgia, but now with the upheaval at Georgia, you know, he's going to bring that to Alabama. I think when you talk about just the ability to coach a defense and the uh, the effect that he has on the field of those defensive players, I think Jeremy Pruitt is a terrific coach. The other thing is Jeremy Pruitt is also an Alabama guy, and he actually went to Florida State from Saban's staff at Alabama. Now, Florida State was his first go as a defensive coordinator. He had only been a position coach up until that point, and so I don't think anybody really knew what kind of coordinator he was going to be. He led the number one defense in the nation uh, at Florida State, number one by by some of the metrics. It really depends on what you were looking at. Michigan State also had a really good defense that year. And then this year, like as disappointing of a season as it was for Georgia, and certainly their offense underachieved, but defensively, they ranked ninth in the nation in, in our efficiency metric uh, for ESPN. And so that's that's a that's a pretty good defensive performance right there for Jeremy Pruitt at Georgia. So I think that he has shown at two different places that he knows how to coach defense. And I'm not saying that there won't be any drop off at all because Kirby smart, uh, I, I think had reached that point. He'd spent so many years with Nick Saban that they knew what each other were probably thinking. And there's a lot to be said for that, but, but I don't think there's going to be a, a whole lot lost there because Jeremy Pruitt's coming back into a system that he knows very well, uh, working with a head coach who he also knows very well. Uh, we, the other ongoings that we already knew about, Florida hired from within the conference, Missouri as well, and uh, so did Auburn. So the whole SEC turning to SEC hires for head coaches particularly. Is that bad? Well, maybe. maybe. Time you've will got, tell. Listen, you've got, you've got like Will Muschamp leaves Auburn to go be the head coach of South Carolina. He's a former head coach in the SEC who became a high-paid coordinator in the SEC and now a, a head coach in the SEC. I, I, I think there's a lot to be said in the SEC of, of understanding how to win in that league, understanding the rough and tumble of recruiting because recruiting – in the SEC is a full-contact sport. I think coaches come into the SEC, if they don't understand it, the first time they're doing it, there's so much going on behind the scenes, and there's so much rough and tumble and things that they consider to be unfair, and even unethical at times. It's just a normal part of doing business in SEC recruiting. A lot of it I don't think is unethical at all. It's just tough that I think having people that understand it, that have been successful at it, 
is is a boom because you don't have that learning curve. You know, Trevor, I, I think you could criticize these teams for not thinking outside of the box and and for staying within the conference because what you're. The following is another KXPN Sports presentation. KXPN Sports presents high school basketball. On the post, Coster banging off the defender. Jump pass in the corner to Roseberry. Out to Koski. Back into Coster. Open to the lane. Six-footer won't roll. Rebound. Coster fights for it. Grabs it. Finds the trailer. Techmeyer lays it in. Tonight, the Carney Bearcats hit the road as they travel to Omaha to battle the Burke Bulldogs. High School Basketball on ESPN Radio is brought to you by the KXPN Sports Club. Rebound tipped around, comes all the way out of the wing, and Snyder is able to grab it. She'll drive the lane. The leader is good. It's the second straight Saturday in Omaha for the Bearcats after splitting with Millard West last weekend. It's the Bearcats and Bulldogs coming up next. But first, the new Tech Seed pregame show. We'll take you live to Omaha with ESPN Radio's Randy Bushcutter. Right after this word from New Tech Seed. New Tech is known as the undisputed yield leader as a result of their excellent performance in university and first trials and in your fields. While winning isn't everything at the high school level, it sure makes things a lot more interesting. To put New Tech's winning genetics to work for you, contact Terry or Jason Stark of Cutting Edge Seed and Chemicals at 750-6060. That's 750-6060. Or visit NewTech at yieldleader.com. Undisputed Midwest Yield Leader. And good evening, everyone, and welcome here to Omaha Burke High School as the Bulldogs playing host to Carney High, a girl-boy doubleheader. The Carney High girls taking care of business earlier here on ESPN 1460, a final of 61 to 42. Things will not be as easy for the undefeated Carney High boys. Yes, they're 2-0 and on the season, but... They are going to be without the services of one of their best players. Jake Waller had surgery two days ago on his back that had been bothering him for well over a year. And uh, he uh, will be out for the next six weeks. So Carney High will have to make some adjustments if they hope to move on to 3-0 and on the year. And they're playing a very talented team that may be a little angry. Their 1-2 and two is uh, Omaha Burke after being raided in the top five to start the season. And the Bulldogs hoping to get things kind of restarted weekend number two uh, of the year. And certainly when Carney High comes to town, they kind of feel that, that on their home floor, that would be an opportunity for them. As they've got a pretty good presence uh, down low. Wong Jane Tut is a 6-7 uh, strong force down low. They'll also start Sean Hay through a 6-6. So the size advantage for Omaha Burke is definitely going to be uh, present here tonight uh, with that with the height advantage that they have, and they're also going to be very athletic at the guard position, so it's going to be a, a tough order to fill here, especially without the services of Waller for the Bearcats, And uh, but again, they, they've been scrappy, they've been playing hard, they've started off very, very well for new head coach Drake Baronic, but uh, picking up win number three is going to be a tough task as they take on Omaha Burke. And we'll talk more about that, as well as give you our starting lineups. When we continue with more of the New Tech Seed pregame show, New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry or Jason Stark or a New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll talk more about what uh, Carney High is uh, hoping to do. And they've had a tremendous amount of success getting it done, playing their style of ball to start the year. And we'll find out whether or not they can get that done here tonight against Omaha Burke. We'll be back with the starters right after this timeout. 
New West Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Surgery certified and fellowship trained physicians provide a superior standard of care with no referral necessary. They treat all surgical and non-surgical orthopedic and sports medicine needs. No matter the activity, New West is here to get you back to it. Call New West Sports Medicine today at 308-865-2570 to schedule your appointment. That's 308-865-2570. Honey, hurry, we need to finish loading up the trash. The dump closes in 30 minutes. Don't let trash take up time in your busy schedule. Let Ravenna Sanitation take care of all your trash needs. At Ravenna Sanitation, they take trash seriously. They're there to be your trash collection connection. If you need trash removal from your home, business, or farm, Ravenna Sanitation is the quality, dependable trash hauling service that you've been looking for. Ravenna Sanitation, serving all of Buffalo County. Discover new opportunities at the University of Nebraska at Kearney. Opportunities that lead to new connections and new passions. At UNK, you won't just go to class. You won't just meet people. You won't just get involved. Here, there's so much more. You'll get an experience that will impact who you are and what you will become. Around here, people know your name. It's up to you what it will be. At the University of Nebraska at Kearney, we are difference makers. Find out how you can make a difference at unk.edu. At Broadfoot Sand and Gravel of Kearney, we've been moving and building your earth for years. Broadfoot produces and delivers sand and gravel and specializes in excavation, dirt work, site preparation, demolition, and snow removal. With two pit locations to save you time and money. Call Broadfoot Sand and Gravel today. Whether you need a little rock or a lot for landscaping, driveway building, business, or residential, Broadfoot is the only name you need. Let the professionals move and improve the earth for you. And welcome back here to Burke High School. Let's give you our starting lineups. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank. Ian Carney will begin, first of all, for Omaha Burke. They come in with a record of 1-2 and two on the season. Their starters are Darnell Mitchell, a 6-foot-tall guard, a senior, who is averaging 8.7 points and 5 rebounds a contest. Jackson Embro is a 6-1 guard. He is a senior, averaging 5.7 points and 1 rebound. Sharif Mitchell, 5'11", sophomore, averaging 10.3 points, 2.3 rebounds a contest. Wang Jing Tut. 6'7", senior, averaging 14.3 points and 7.7 rebounds. And Sean Haith, a 6'6", forward. He's a senior. He's averaging 4 points and 2.3 rebounds a game for head coach Kevin Cobbs. And again, Burke comes in with a record of 1-2 and two on the year. The Bearcats are 2-0 and oh on the season. Their starters are Zach Ryan. A six-foot-tall senior, averaging 13 points and three and a half rebounds. Jake Techmeyer, a junior at 6'1", averaging uh, eight points and one rebound. Austin Murray, a 6'4", senior, averaging 17.5 points and 10 rebounds a game. Ty Roseberry, averaging six points and one rebound. He's 6'1", and a senior. And Cannon Coster, a sophomore at 6'3", is averaging 14.6, 14 points and six rebounds a game for head coach Jake Baronic. Again, your starting lineups. Brought to you by Five Points Bank, the better bank in Kearney. Uh, we're here at Omaha Burke High School. Don't forget on our sister station on Classic Hits 98.9 FM, a girl-boy doubleheader. Kennesaw's girls won over Donovan Trumbull 47-28 to earlier. And they're at halftime of the boys' game right now where Donovan Trumbull leads Kennesaw 14-10 to at intermission. But they've uh, started the uh, second uh, half 
now uh, out in Kennesaw. Again, Don from Trumbull with a 24 to 14 win over Kennesaw. And uh, earlier today, the uh, Carney High girls here on ESPN 1460 with a comfortable win over Burke. Final was 61 to 42, and the Nebraska women are heading to Omaha and the final four of college volleyball as they were able to get past Washington earlier today. So congratulations to the Huskers in that one. Here we've got Burke playing host to Carney High in what could be a very interesting high school basketball game. Unfortunately, as we mentioned, Jake Waller not available, had back surgery just a couple of days ago. So Waller is here in the uh, B-Strong warm-up uh, shirts that uh, Carney High has, but uh, he will not be playing in our basketball game. We'll wrap up the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry, Jason Starker, New Tech Seed dealer near you. We'll take one last break. We'll be back with a tip between... The Bulldogs of Burke and the Cats from Carney High right after this timeout. It's a new day here at Long John Silver's. Together we're charting a new course forward. How? It's more than great tasting, sustainably harvested seafood. We're bringing a renewed energy to better restaurant and guest experiences. Fun and innovative new meal options and, of course, great value. We're glad you're on the journey with us. If you haven't stopped by lately, we hope you will. We'll be happy to see you and hope you and your family enjoy a seafood meal that will have you ringing the captain's bell on your way out. Long John Silver's, South 2nd Avenue in Carney. You don't have to be a farmer to reap the benefits of being a Buffalo County Farm Bureau member. We work for farm families, but our work reaches well beyond the farm, benefiting Nebraskans in all walks of life. We are your neighbors. Through our work in supporting and promoting agriculture, education, health, and technology, we bring people together to better our community. We share in the values Nebraskans stand for, hard work, passion for the land, and a character rooted in faith and family. Join the Buffalo County Farm Bureau and support Nebraska agriculture. For professional service to keep your business running smoothly, call Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. Don't let your financial accounts become overtaxing. Let Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle take care of the accounting while you worry about taking care of your business. They can do it all, from a large company to small businesses. They make it a priority to do the best to help take the stress out of the numbers. Best of luck to all the area athletes in tonight's game from Hellman, Maine, Costler, and Cottle. And welcome back. You've been listening to the New Tech Seed pregame show. New Tech Seed, your yield leader. Contact Terry Jason Starker, New Tech Seed dealer near you. Carney High in the road black uniforms, blue numbers, letters, and uh, white trim on those as well. Burke in their home white uniforms, black numbers, a little old gold spiced in there outside the numbers, as will be Roseberry and Tut doing uh, the tip. And it's going to be controlled here by Omaha Burke, and we are underway here in Burke. As bringing it across is going to be Sharif Mitchell. Mitchell working against a little pressure here by Techmeyer. Kicks left side. Carney High going man-to-man right now. As they work around the perimeter, coming up is Mitchell. Mitchell gets a screen from Tut, but Roseberry switches off that screen and will pressure him a little bit. They get on the baseline. Tut is going to scoop it out. Here's a three-pointer by Abramo. Abramo's three is going to be no good. It was last touched by uh, Carney High as it goes out of bounds, so that'll be an opportunity here for Burke after they worked off about uh, 20 seconds or so on their first possession. Tossing in is going to be Mitchell. Mitchell gets the ball up ahead here. To, uh, excuse me, Abramo gave it to uh, Mitchell. And Sharif Mitchell gets it off here for Sean Haith. Bob pass for Tut. Tut backing in against Roseberry. And the long outlet pass is going to be saved. And now the ball is going to be knocked away here by Carney High. 
And a great athletic move. The ball was in the backcourt and saved, but I don't think that the uh, Burke player, uh, even though it was about eight feet past the line when he touched it, he never touched in the backcourt because he was able to leap and uh, make the save. Very athletic move there by by Sharif Mitchell to keep that ball alive. Kick now left side. Sean Haith, he's going to fire a three-pointer. That's going to be no good. Rebounded by Murray, and Murray's pass up ahead, and we're going to have a foul whistle here on Burke in transition. The foul is going to go against Juan Yang Tut, and that's exactly what the Bearcats want to see is Tut getting in a little bit of foul trouble as he picks up a foul a minute and five seconds into the game. Ball inbounded for Techmeyer, and he'll work around the perimeter. Roseberry has it on that left side. Got the bounce, gives the top of the circle here for Coster. Coster off the screen, gives it to Zach Ryan. Goat will kick it left side. There's Roseberry for three, in and out, no good. And the rebound out to Tut. And in the offensive end, they'll kick it up ahead, and that'll be a Burke turnover. So turnover by the uh, Bulldogs. Ryan brings it in the offensive end. They'll work around the perimeter, kicking the ball back out for Murray. Murray's got it left side for Zach Ryan. Cutting through here is going to be Roseberry, and Roseberry is going to be fouled. And reaching in there, I think, is going to be hate. So the two big men for Burke have picked up early fouls here. And again, that's... That's good news here for Carney High. If they can get him in, in a little bit of foul trouble, it would level the playing field a little bit, even though some of the uh, guys on the bench are just as tall as these guys. Entered in the low post here for Roseberry. He has his shot blocked by Tut. Trying to save it is Roseberry, and it's going to be saved off of Roseberry, so the basketball belongs to Burke. So the drive there by Murray and the uh, block by Tut. The loose ball in the offensive end here. Haith has it. Haith will give it to Tut. Tut, top of the circle, working against Roseberry. He's going to dribble, starting to fall down. Skips it left side here for Abramo. Abramo, that's a tough little jumper. No good. Rebounded by Ryan. Ryan will give it up ahead to Roseberry. Roseberry's going to body it up, take it off. No good. Murray with the offensive rebound and the bucket. So Austin Murray with the uh, putback. And Carney High has the first two points of the ball game for either team. 5.32 to go here in quarter number one. On the bounce is Darnell Mitchell. Throws it left side on the baseline for Abramo. On the baseline for Tut. And Tut will shoot over the top of the defense. And one Yang Tut with his first bucket answers back here for Burke. Tech Meyer being double teamed in the backcourt. Ball is tipped, and loose ball is going to be picked up by Sharif Mitchell. Mitchell's going to drive. Mitchell's going to get a bucket and a foul. They're going to call the block against Carney High. And he must have given up a little bit of ground that I didn't see because good defensive position there for Techmeyer. But Techmeyer is going to be called for the foul. He's going to be called for the block. And an and-one opportunity here for Sharif Mitchell after Carney High turns the ball over. So Mitchell with the bucket and the free throw, and it is no good. And trying to track it down is Roseberry, and Ty Roseberry does snag the rebound, kicks it up ahead here for Ryan. Ryan kicks it back out for Techmeyer. Around the perimeter we go. It's Techmeyer firing to three, and he hits the three. Jake Techmeyer strokes in the three-pointer, and Carney Hine takes the lead back at 5-4. to four. Dribbling between his legs here is uh, going to be Mitchell. Mitchell gets it down low for Tut. Tut working against Roseberry. One-handed shot back the iron. No good. Goes over the top of Murray, and that's a second foul on one Yang Tut. Give credit to Austin Murray as uh, 
Tutt commits the foul going over his back. And Murray in great rebounding position. So two fouls on Tut, and that's going to put Tut on the bench with 4.43 to go here in quarter number one. Carney High with a 5-4 to four lead. Tut on the season has uh, been averaging 14 points and about eight rebounds a game. Coster in the offensive end gives a top of the circle here for, for Ryan. Ryan back out for Murray. Murray to Roseberry, top of the circle. Carney, nice job spacing here as Coster has it. Now giving it left. Driving there is Techmeyer. Techmeyer's shot hangs on the rim. No good. Haith pulls down the rebound after the miss, and they want to run with it. And a little out of control there is Darnell Mitchell, but it's going to be picked up by Sharif. Sharif then loses the basketball. Roseberry gets it up ahead to Murray. Murray's going to drive, lay it off the rim, and in. Had a tough angle there as he couldn't go right to the glass, had to lay it with the left hand over on the rim and was able to squeak it over the top in transition. So Carney now with a three-point lead and a backdoor cut down low. Shot's going to be up and good. A nice little runner here for Andrew Henrich, who came in. As Henrich came in for Tut, who got those two fouls. And Henrich is also 6'6". So, again, there's some size here for Burke. 7'6", Carney High with the lead. And uh, directing traffic, they'll get it to Techmeyer. Techmeyer gives it back out to Zach Ryan. Ryan's going to be picked up by Haith. There's a little uh, size advantage there for Burke. In the lane, backing up, putting up a tough shot is Murray. Murray's shot won't fall, and it's rebounded by Burke. Coming out of there with it is going to be Mitchell. Mitchell's going to drive all the way in. Mitchell's shot's no good. Rebounded by Techmeyer. Gets it up ahead to Murray, and Murray's going to lay it off the glass and in. Nice pass there to set up Murray, who got the bucket. As Murray with the score. And a great rebound and outlet by Techmeyer. Backing up long contested three is 